Just fucking unhinged, isn't it? Just getting barrel. But it is good for a laugh, at least. <laughs> Me trying to do a winged liner and just ending oh. up in tears. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Live and Lose podcast. Welcome, welcome. Oh my goodness. You guys, don't we have some stories for you this week? Oh, it's been a spicy, spicy week. (laughs) (laughs) I won't speak for myself actually because Lucy has been doing the groundwork for you guys. It's been fucking hectic is what it's been. (laughs) She's really been putting herself out there for content. Yeah, at least I have an excuse now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I dropped my phone. Oh, well. Um, okay, let's just dig in. Where are you at with Mr. Wants a Wife? Okay, so the roster updates. Uh, still no roster. And yes, as I said last time, I had been seeing Mr. Wants a Wife again. And it was going pretty well until the drunken exclusivity chat, which... I pretended I didn't remember. Good call, good call. Yeah, got out of that one. Um, And yeah, we had a cute little date night. So I went round, he cooked dinner, we watched a movie, had some nice snuggles. It was very lovely and wholesome. Snuggles. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was lush. But then the next day, well, no, the next night, he obviously went out on the piss with his friends Mind you, it was a school night. Yeah. It was, it was a Thursday. It was a Thursday or something. Yeah. Like, mm. um, yeah. So he is like drunk texting me, like fucking 15 year old girl from like midnight through to like 2 a.m. And not just drunk texting. Like my phone was blowing up. Like it was a barrage of messages. On every medium possible. Every medium that he had access to you on, yeah. he was using. It was literally, we were going from iMessage to Instagram DMs. And I think whenever it became like a bit too much that I hadn't replied to, just like switched to the other platform again. <laughs> there were phone calls. It was all Yeah. So I was ignoring the phone calls. I was like, I replied to a few messages, but you know when you just know that you're just not getting somewhere with someone? Like, he loves to have a drunken argument with himself. It reminds me of those dudes that, like, square up at themselves in the mirrors when they're drunk. Yeah, literally. (laughs) It's, like, literally just like that. And then, so I'm, like, replying a bit, and I'm like, oh, you know what? There's no point in doing this over message. Like, let's just leave it. You've clearly had a few to drink just a few um just a few and you know what like maybe let's go for a nice like walk tomorrow or something we can chat it out um but he just would not stop like it just kept going and going and I was just like I actually just like can't deal with this like I've got shit to do tomorrow it's now like 2 a.m like he has a real job so he's like at work at like 8 a.m the next day so I'm like what are you doing bro like Anyway, ick. Um, Huge ick. Yeah. And then, so, I I just stopped replying, put my phone on do not disturb, left it be. And then the next morning just had to send, like, a polite little breakup message. It was a lovely message, but you had to do it. I mean, there was no other option. Like, I think, to be fair, do you know what? It was kind of, like, a good excuse because it was a good out yeah I knew it wasn't like going anywhere it wasn't what I wanted it to be 
and like like I've said before like I don't want to hurt his feelings and stuff so it just had to come to that point oh because that was the other thing he dropped in I love you <gasps> yeah in the drunken argument with himself yeah he was like, I love you Lucy it wasn't even that it was like you know I love you and I was just like well I was like I'm not gonna lie I kind of did but <laughs> I'm like this is the first time you're saying it and it's over a drunken message like bro no yeah yeah after you've explicitly said a few times like i don't want anything more i don't want to be your girlfriend etc etc he hits you with the i love you in the most icky way possible and also it's like comes after we had that really good chat that was like you know this will be whatever it is whether it's a few weeks or months or like whatever that's fine so I was a bit like, you know, it's not like I haven't been clear. Like, I understand it's not for everyone and I wouldn't expect it to be. Um, but it was just a bit like, you know, I, I don't know how to make myself clearer. It really. was just a bit like, oh, yeah. So that was that. And it was kind of a bit like a weight lifted mm. after. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, it's the right thing to do when you feel relieved afterwards. Yeah. And I would say since like I've definitely missed him and stuff and I've missed that like comfort level and hanging out and things like that. But it was just not worth like all the drama and aggro. And I could only see that increasing. So I'm like, yeah, this is what it is. Like this is my way out let it be done, let's move the fuck on. So you feel better? In short, yes-ish. No, I do, I do. You do, you do, you do. Yeah. We just like went near his house before, so I think you'll feel a bit like, oh, like it would be nice to see you. I know, I'm feeling a bit like, uh, because also we had Stella with with us and she like tried to go into his building and I was like, no, that's not where we're going. We don't go there anymore, babe. Yeah. But no, it was definitely the right call. And yeah, you know, it's done. Moving on. Moving on up, sis. Well, you moved on quite quickly, some would say. Ugh. We'll come back to we'll that. We'll come back. Yeah, that's um, for ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Roster updates for you, Liv. Uh, so you, if you guys listened last week, you would have heard me say that I met someone nice on Saturday night, um, when I was out with Carol, when we were out for Carolina's birthday. Yeah. The guy Um, from Manly. The, the, the guy from Manly. So Manly boy, Manly man, Manly man. Um, I feel like he's boy though. In my head, he's He's boy. That's why. He's younger than like what I would usually go for, but he's just so pretty. I had to like. He's cute. I had to like dip my toe in and see what was going on there. Uh, Lovely guy. He put in like a pretty good hard graft for a week or so. Um, And then he like came up and stayed with us on the central coast. We were up there for a night. So he came up and spent the night, which was lovely. Yeah, it was fun. Like I actually didn't expect him to be very funny or like I would enjoy hanging out with him. But it was, it was funny and he had good crack. Yeah. Yeah, I was on board. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no. uh, You think when someone's that pretty that they're just not going to be like have a good personality, but he does. Um, But yeah, so it was nice. Um. If I see him again, lovely. If I don't, cool. Like, yeah. How's like the communication been since then? Because I know that he he dropped a thanks for having me, which I really appreciate. I think that's so polite. Like, I hate it when guys don't do that. Yeah, it really like puts me off. But yeah. how's it? How you been feeling about it since? Um, look, I think because like it wasn't like 
really like sparks flying, et cetera, et cetera. I think mm. it's just like teetered off a little bit, which is fine. Like I know I could pick up the phone and text him and like I'd get a reply, but I just, yeah, like it's just not that bothered. Of, it's just sort of like petered out, which is all right. Like it's yeah. what it is. But cool, dude, if I see him again, lovely. If I don't, whatever. Um, I'm nice. not, I'm not exactly like hanging out by the phone waiting for a text back, you know? Yeah. Or a text at all, to be honest, but. See yeah. what happens, but yeah. not not that awesome. Like you know, all. when you like really really like someone straight off the bat, like you're like overthinking the last thing that you said to them and things like that. Yeah, not the case. Yeah, fair. Not the case. I feel like that was even the case when you were like initially messaging him, though. Like you didn't really like overthink it or anything because you were just like, yeah, yeah. He's just like he's cool, but I'm not like in love. So yeah, fair. yeah. But I do have a friend coming from South Africa next week. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this! I'm so excited. It's gonna be like he's very rambunctious and just naughty, and I'm really, really, really excited for him to come. So is he staying here? No, 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 no. He's okay. got an Airbnb in Bondi, so I'm oh, picking. Cute. Yeah, so I'm picking him up from the airport on Friday night, and then. I yeah. doubt you'll be staying in his Airbnb. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, so we'll, for future reference, we'll be calling him the Yachty. Oh, um, spoiler. He's spoiler. already he's already got a nickname. Um, but yeah, he's a cool dude. I really like him. Um, it's been a couple of months in the in the making. Yeah, in the DMs. Yeah. The he literally like slid into my DMs at like the start of October and was like, I don't know how to slide into DMs, but I'm going to give it a go here. I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna have to go on a big night out. I think. We have to go on a big it's night out. So he's, he's so just rowdy, and I'm here for it. Just what you need, sis. Mm-hmm. I told you, I got I like the crack, and this guy is full of it. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Ah! I can't wait. Okay, so ghost stories, Lucy. You have a cracker oh this week. Like, it's literally. a right. It's a right piss up. I, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, okay, so we went on a big night out at the weekend. Huge night. On Saturday, we hit the club. And um, yeah, so we were out with some of our girls. Yeah. And um, we had, shock for us, a lot of alcoholic beverages. And like, like a lot. mixed and just fuck. Like the mix of shots alone was enough you know what though i'm gonna say it's the schofield sisters so shout out to bronte and kira but like so kira doesn't drink tequila so we order tequila by default and then kira doesn't drink it so then we end up with fireball and then bronte is like two shots at a time type of gal so it's like oh my god this is why i end up drinking fireball i haven't had fireball in fucking years and then these like last few weeks i've had so many shots of fireball it's kira I mean, I'm kind of not mad at it, but like, no wonder I've been so drunk. Yeah, it's like, when did Fireball come back into my life? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, they are absolutely carnage. We love them. Oh, we love them. Um, so we had a very funny night. We ended up at this club, and there was this empty booth, so we just kind of claimed it, mm-hmm. <laughs> commandeered it. Yeah, and then there was a bunch of guys in the booth next to us that had obviously paid an obscene amount of money to be in, and um. Yeah, Liv knew their bottle service girl and <gasps> shout out Ella. Thank you for the heavy pours, baby girl. We love you. She lots. was just giving us like drink mm. after drink, like shot after shot. 
Um, so we were just getting absolutely smashed. Smushed. So funny. Um, and then, yeah, I bumped into a guy I knew years ago from Melbourne. Um, and I was just like, what the fuck? Um, so ran into him a couple of times, caught up. And then later, later on in the night, Liv and Carolina was there as well. You guys went home. Um <laughs> sensible girls no I went home for a guys side note side story I went home for a shag but was too drunk to send the fella the address so passed out so did not get a shag so that was quite a redundant honestly thank god though because if you were anywhere near the state I was in it like I should have gone home I should have dragged you home. Yeah, realistically. But I was having a fun time. I was like, I'm a staying party. And I did. And I bumped into this a friend again. And he was on some like stag weekend. So I was like, where are your friends at? So he brings over one of his friends later on and comes like sits and chats. And this guy was like six foot six. Say less. He doesn't even need to be good looking. Do you know what I mean? I was sold. I honestly, I actually couldn't tell you what he looked like. Like if he was in a police lineup right now, I'd be like, no fucking clue. Couldn't help you. I was passed out. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> so I start chatting to this guy and I'm being very full on, like very forward for me. I think I've just got like my eye on the goal of like finding someone to take home and the rest of the guys in this club were just not it. Like <laughs> You did move quickly though because I got home at 2 a.m. Yeah. And then I got a message from you at 2.41 a.m. saying, do we have condoms, babe? <laughs> so like you didn't fuck around <laughs> no, within the hour. Yeah. Safe sex, guys. Very important. For um, future reference, they are in the vanity in the bathroom. Well, now I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, turns out I didn't need them because I was fucking wasted. Um, but I did bring this guy back home anyway. Come like bundling through the door and I'm like, Liv, meet my new friend. She's like passed out in bed. She's like, fuck off. And I'm like, yeah, fair play. Um, I'm like, but look at it, look at it. I was just like, oh my God. Um, Could not have given less of a fuck. Yeah, no, honestly, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so we go to bed and... Yeah, I'm instantly realizing like I'm in no position to be having sex with anyone. Um, and yeah, so he starts to go down on me and I'm like, mm, well, this I have capacity for. So like, <laughs> go to town, sir. Um, so I let him do that for like, honestly, like an hour. And he's like willing to keep going on. But I'm like suddenly realizing I'm like that level of drunk where you're kind of just like lying there, kind of spinning and just like numb to like all feeling <laughs> nothing's gonna happen at that point it's just not gonna work and I was also like trying to fight like falling asleep like because it felt good but it was like quite relaxing and like I was just like so ready for sleep at that point like being horizontal I was like yes yeah, sleep done yeah so um that was that and I was like oh we can like call it a day he's like no I can keep going I'm like yeah there is no point there is no point. Nothing's going to happen here, buddy. Just like tuck in. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Mm. But that's that. Thanks for the valiant effort. But it's time for sleep. Yeah. It's appreciated, but it's not going to happen. Mm. So that was that. We go to sleep. And then I wake up in the middle of the night um, to go to the toilet. So I go to the toilet having left this guy in my bed. And I come back and he's like lying on the floor by the side of my bed in like a fetal position. 
And I was like, that's weird. What are you doing down there, sir? Do you know what I mean? And then I realised he's in like a pool of something and this pool is growing. No. Yeah. So he is just lying there pissing himself. No. I know. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. So I'm trying to wake him up to alert him to what what is happening and he's just like like, just like so drunk like so like out of it um wouldn't wake up and I was just like oh my god well this is my house and I don't want it stinking of piss so I like go to the toilet grab a roll of toilet roll and I'm like cleaning up this piss and I'm like um and then like there was a lot so I'm just like oh let me just like shove this down the toilet because I'm just like ew get this piss away from me um, shove it all down the toilet, press flush and block the toilet, don't I? And I'm like, for fuck's sake. But I'm also still pretty drunk at this point. So I'm just like, seems like future Lucy's problem. Mm-hmm. So I just go back to bed, leave him on the floor. Mm-mm. Um, and that's that. And then at some point in the middle of the night, he obviously realized, or I don't even know if he realized what happened, but he must have had like pissy boxer shorts on he took those off got into bed naked gross gross with his like pissy residue all over himself and then he's trying to cuddle me fuck off sir i know i'm like trying to like kick him away and then the next morning i was just like oh i I don't want to deal with this i don't want to have this conversation like nothing so i just pretended i was asleep and it got to like 11 a.m he's still fucking there and then he like goes to leave and wants to like a kiss goodbye and stuff and I'm just like oh fuck off so I just pretended I was asleep and I was like um and then what were you like (laughs) 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 so then he eventually leaves and I like assess the situation I'm like okay well I need to put all my bed sheets in the laundry because that's got his pissy residue on them and then I, like, look around the room and, like, all my clothes are, like, covered in piss. Shut the fuck up. I didn't know this. Yeah. You pissed on your clothes as well. Like, from the night before. <gasps> so, it must have just been, like, there was so much piss. It just, like, pooled into everything. Like, your, I don't even know. Yeah, your room was flooded. It was disgusting. Like, gross. And, I was just like, <laughs> and, like, this is on, like, the worst hangover I've had in a very long time as well. It was just not okay. And then I realized the toilet was blocked and I was like, oh yes, I remember this. Um, (laughs) And I was like, I just don't know how to deal with this. So I Uber Eats a plunger (laughs) because I couldn't leave the house. It turned out to be a mini plunger as well. (laughs) It did. So thank God I didn't end up needing it because it wouldn't have fucking worked. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I ended up just putting a shit ton of drain and blocker down and finally dealt with that in time for our hangover poos. Thank God. It was critical timing. It was so bad. But, oh, yeah. And then the next thing was that I got a message from the guy that I had run into in the club who I knew saying, like, because obviously did not exchange numbers with this guy, like, at all. Absolutely fucking not. So his friend who I knew messaged me and was just like, oh, he's left, Melbourne guy's left his sunglasses at your house. Like, can you call me when you see this or whatever? I was just like, absolutely not. So ghosted both of them, never want to speak of it again or communicate with a smile again. And yeah, got a free pair of sunglasses. So they're quite cute, actually. I don't know if it's worth the trauma. I was going to say it's 100% not worth it, but at least something came out of it. Nothing much, but yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. How do we even follow that up? Um, so yeah, Lucy, <laughs> Lucy 
broke up with Mr. Watt's wife, <laughs> went to the club, pulled. Got pissed on. Got a house pissed on. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's karma. Maybe. Maybe I deserved it. <laughs> Wasn't ideal anyway. Anywho. Not ideal. Fuck me. Sometimes you just have to ghost them though. Like there's nothing what? that's like retrievable about the situation that like warrants any further communication. 100%. Like what on earth was I to do in that scenario oh other than ghost? God. Like, Well, no. my ghost story of the week. Tell. So it's a few years ago. It was way before maths. It was like I was putting, I was really putting myself out there on Hinge. So we're, we were averaging like two first dates a week, sort of thing. That was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. good. Going. Yeah, I just like need to get that stamina back, but we will work it out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, so I had a Friday night date with this guy who seemed pretty cool. And he, so he invited me for drinks and dinner. Nice. And, Awesome, great. I was living on the Central Coast. He was in Sydney. So I was like, oh, I'll come down for you. I can stay at my auntie's house. Easy. And he was like, all right, like Watson Bay Hotel at 7 o'clock. And I was like, oh, okay, easy, easy, easy. Mind you, Watson's Bay Hotel is a trek. I was going to say, it's a trek from anywhere, let alone Central Coast. Yep. So we're looking at like a two-hour trip just to go on this date. Damn. Which is fine. This is what happens when you live on the Central Coast and try to date in Sydney. Bad. But. So I get there at seven o'clock on the dot because I have a thing about being late. Always, I'm always five minutes early. Uh, otherwise, if I'm late, I'm like calling and texting everybody profusely, apologizing because I'm a freak like that. Yeah, <laughs> I just respect other people's time, and especially on the date where it's like a first impression. Yeah, yeah. So I arrive, he's late, so I'm like stand. It's like the middle of July, so I'm like standing out in the cold, and it was a bit rainy and stuff. Like waiting for this guy to show up, he eventually shows up like a. 10 minutes late which is like not that bad but also like he didn't it's call rude it, and he didn't like text me like hey i'm just running like 10 minutes late or anything i was just like standing there waiting like hello anybody here yeah anyway so um he eventually gets there 10 minutes late um and he doesn't have a booking so oh my god on a weekend yeah on a friday night he didn't bother booking so we end up sitting outside which is fine but it's winter it's cold and it's raining and it's a bit like it's a bit shit weather but it was fine but it's also if you know (sighs) where you're gonna go it's not that much effort it's just make a bouquet cool like like, i think we arranged the date on like tuesday so it's like you had a few days man yeah what the hell okay um also he's lied about his height i love a short king oh I love a short king. I'm so happy to date someone who is significantly shorter than me, but like just own it. Don't lie yeah. about it. Lying about it is just such an it because it's like small dick energy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, even if you have a small penis, <laughs> like I'm not bothered. Just don't have small dick energy. Yeah, it's this, it's <laughs> it's all about the energy, not the, it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, you guys know what I mean. Anyway, yeah. so I'm like, okay, like so he's just made me drive two hours to this date he hasn't made a booking and he's lied about his height and you can tell it's going to be a bad like a bad date when you're taking inventory of like everything that goes wrong oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so that's three strikes before we've even like sat down (laughs) not a good start (laughs) and he was like anyway um so He's and like mind you, he was very generous with the drink. So he's buying round after round, and I'm drinking whiskey neat because Mama's cold. I was going to say Mama's something to warm your bones. Love. Mama's out in the cold and the rain, and like Scotland has taught me well. So yeah, that's what we're doing. So it gets to like three rounds in, and I'm feeling pretty tipsy. And it's like, yeah, it's like 
eight thirty, nine o'clock, and I'm like, I need to eat something, or I'm gonna be like wasted. Yeah, you're like, where is the dinner part? Yeah. Of these drinks? So I said something like, oh, like should we get menus or something like that? And he was like, oh no 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 no, like I'll I'll go I'll go order. I'll like I'll, like I have a good feeling what you'll like. And I was like, oh okay cool. And like I oh. I eat everything. So a man ordering um ordering dinner for me is totally fine in my books. Like. I know that di- that's different for everybody, but for me, I'm like, yeah, like go for it. Like, and if they've been there before and they know what's good and stuff, yeah. it's kind of hot. I'd yeah, be like, yeah, I'll eat like, what you recommend. Yeah, I I don't mind that assertion. Mm-hmm. The waitress comes over with a bowl of crispy Brussels sprouts, like a side dish, and that's it. That was it. That was it. <laughs> I would have cried. I would have cried there and then. Like, mind you, they were delicious. So, like, shout out to Watson's Bay Hotel because they were yummy, but, like, also not a sufficient dinner for someone, for two people. I was going to say, and sharing. like Sharing, no. drunk. I hadn't eaten since, like, breakfast. It was not oh ideal. So, he basically just wanted to get you pissed. I don't, I, I'm not going to presume to know what he wanted, but later in the night, so after our Brussels sprouts and it was all said and done, I was at the front ordering an Uber because I was going. I was going back to my auntie's house where I was staying that night because it was like a full overnight trip. Like going on like a date, like when living so far away and like traveling down for it is like a fucking ordeal and a lot of effort. Yeah. So I was staying at my auntie's house in Newtown, and he just starts like walking off, and I was like, "Where are you going?" And he was like, "He was gone. Like he was like a hundred meters up the road." And I was like, oh, "Okay, like bye. Like thanks for the Brussels sprouts, dude. Like." <laughs> what and he walks back and he's like what are you doing i'm like i'm ordering an uber he's like oh no i only live around the corner and i'm like excuse me he's like i only live around the corner come on i'm like no thank you like i'm not going home with you oh my god the assumption like i'm not putting out for three scotches and a half a bowl of brussels sprouts yeah that's outrageous the assumption the nerve of it the like, nerve of it doesn't even ask either nah. it's just like yeah nah. just the just the assumption and i was like oh no thanks like i'm gonna go home and he's like okay suit yourself and like walked off again and i was like okay got in the uber and like he did have the decency to be like hey did you get home safe and i was yeah, just like bare minimum, yeah, yeah bare minimum and i was like yep all good thank you and never heard or spoke to him again yeah fair Oh, God. Just like the bar is at a minimum if that's what he thinks a girl is going to get a girl, one in bed or in a relationship or anything. Like, yeah. What the fuck? This is some like late teen age kind of dating. Like, Like, this is not how you do it in your 30s. No. 30s. Oh my God. Yeah. No. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. Anyway, so that was. that was a very, very warranted ghosting on my part. I think yeah. he did message like one more time just to be like, hey, like what's up? Like are you in town this weekend or something? And I was, it was like too far gone. I was already met somebody else and obviously would never text back even if I hadn't met somebody else. But yeah. Fair. Oh, God. Anyway, that was a good ghost story for me. Damn. Yeah, not surprised. That's, um, yeah. Again, that is a warranted ghosting. Warranted. Nothing else you can do there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Damn. So we have oh. one more part of this podcast that we have decided to speak about. It's been a bit of a request, hasn't it? Yeah. I did a Q&A earlier this week and I had a lovely question asked by a sweetheart who... Pose the question, 
how do you get over a heartbreak yeah and we did actually we had another message on our podcast page saying like basically it seems like we're kind of just always okay oh did we <laughs> when, yeah when we like have when we have these like little breakups or things happen we just seem to like not Post. really give a fuck about it yeah and look that's not the case I think that's circumstantial to um the situations we've been dealing with lately yeah. um and so yeah so we had a bit of a request for some more vulnerability on our heartbreak and yeah so we can do that we can do that we can for do you that guys. we'll do the big ones some real talk real talk hot okay. for a hot sex so should we chat about our biggest heartbreaks yeah so I mean <laughs> I'm like quite a notoriously single person so I have only really had like one serious relationship um and that was kind of fucked so I wouldn't even say that was like my biggest heartbreak because it kind of at the time felt like the biggest kind of escape and like yeah relief relief so I didn't really go through as much as I went through like the emotional turmoil of it all and had a lot of therapy to like get over what happened it wasn't really like a raw like heartbreak of like this could have been my person because I just didn't see it like that um but yeah so mine would probably be um a guy I met what should we call this guy should we just call it heartbreak yeah heartbreaker heartbreaker um so this guy I met very fresh out of the aforementioned relationship so I wasn't in the place to meet someone serious um I was kind of looking to have that fun casual dating experience um and yeah I met this guy on hinge it was one of those that comes up as like your most compatible Fuck, Hinge gets me with those every time. Hinge does not get me with those at any time. <laughs> well, true. Sometimes I get them and I'm like, this actually made me feel a lot worse about myself. <laughs> mine, mine are offensive. I'm like, you think I'm compatible with this? I know. Honestly, normally same. But at this time, this guy was like, yes. They got you. Um, they got me good. So we. it was actually my first Hinge day ever because Hinge came out when I was in that relationship and then I downloaded it. and yeah so this is my first ever hinge date and yeah we started dating it was going very well like we both just were having the best time together we really connected instantly and he kind of wanted to make that a relationship and I was obviously a bit hesitant like definitely kept pushing him away because I hadn't yet kind of dealt with the relationship before Um, And I was still in a very like raw space. I think I'd been single maybe like a month, two months. Um, Mm. Yeah, it was fresh. And like fresh out of like relationship with piece of shit. So yeah, it was like a lot of mental stuff to get over. And um, yeah, I just wasn't wasn't in the right head frame. So I definitely was a bit of a fuck girl. Just kind of kept like pushing it away and that was kind of that and then um yeah eventually well we were kind of like on and off because he that would annoy him and he would like break up with me and then we'd start dating again and stuff like that anyways after like covid um we kind of reconnected and it 
was like the point where I wanted a relationship. You were ready for it. I was ready for it then. I'd had all that time to reflect, all that therapy, all that like work on myself. And he wasn't. And he was just like, nah, now I'm in this space where I want to have fun. And like, you know, coming out of COVID and stuff, I just want to like party and like meet people. And I was like, yeah, fair play. But like, I was obviously gutted. Um, But we were so close by this point. Like we just... We're really good friends as well. So we stayed really good friends. We didn't stop fucking. We just ended up in this like situationship. Situationship, (laughs) exactly. And it was just such a head fuck because my feelings kept growing. And to a certain extent, like his did too, but it was just like never to the point where he was like going to commit. And he just kept saying like he didn't want a girlfriend. He didn't want that um and then he got a girlfriend like this went on for years so this is like a four-year situation I'm talking about and we weren't exclusive we'd see other people and stuff but like my heart was there um and yeah he met someone else ended up in a relationship for almost a year and I was just like absolutely devastated like Because I think it just made me feel like I was never going to be good enough because it wasn't that he didn't want a relationship. It was like he didn't want a relationship with me. (sighs) Yeah. And it's that makes you look at yourself and be like, well, why? Like, what can I change? What can I do? And I definitely went into this space of like trying to be everything that I thought he would want. Mm. Um, And then even before they broke up, actually, he came back and was like um basically confessing all these feelings for me and stuff and I was just like oh my god this is exactly what I've been waiting for like I was so happy um he was like wanting me to come over but actually I was in Scotland thank god um because I was like wait but like what does this mean like you're single like what happened um and he was like no no I'm still with my girlfriend it's just kind of like not not going great and I was like um no thank you yeah what the fuck so I was like no like go deal with your shit bro let me know when you're done and we'll see where we're at like I'm not getting involved in this um so anyway they ended up breaking up and a few weeks later we like caught up um I slipped and fell on his penis that's so like you (laughs) and I'm so clumsy you guys honestly oh what am I like um so yeah and then it was still the same shit he was like well now I'm out of relationship like I don't want anything again for a while and I was like fuck you dude like don't you dare come back here unless it's because you want me like you know where I'm at like it's just not okay it's a stitch up yeah it's a piss take is what it is absolutely um so yeah after that we kind of chatted a bit more I was like you know where I'm at kind of thing and we arranged to meet up and kind of chat it out and it was like the most like rom-com of settings what do you mean (laughs) so there's this place in London in Soho called Cafe Bohem and it's just like the perfect like date spot or like serious conversation spot yeah yeah I've met guys there before actually it's um it's a good spot Um, cute place yeah it is it feels like you're in a Richard Curtis film guys like it's just what's a Richard Curtis film is that like like Notting Hill oh say less yeah sold about times all Richard 
Curse, yeah. I love Notting Hill. I know, classic, classic. Um, so, yeah, um, we go have a, have a coffee at Cafe Bohem. It goes on for, like, two hours, and we just lay it all fucking out. Well, I did anyway. Um, and, yeah, he was like, look, like, can you not just wait until I'm 30? Like, I'll be <gasps> ready when I'm 30. See, it's like the taxi cab theory. What's this? So I think it comes from like Sex in the City and it's like when a guy is ready to settle down, he's like a taxi cab, his light will go on. And the next girl that jumps in the taxi cab is the one, like that's it. Yes. And so it's about timing. It's not about like fate or being the perfect person. It's about like when a man decides to settle down, his light will go on and just the next girl that happens to jump in the cab is it. Damn. I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but... I do a bit, I'm not going to lie. But I can see it here, him being like, I'll turn my light on when I'm 30. Yeah. Speak to you then. Yeah, and I was like, fuck no, I'm not like wasting any more time. Because that's the thing, isn't it? It's been like four years at this point. The hardest thing for me about relationships ending is feeling as though I've wasted time. Because like you don't get that back. As women, we're not getting any younger, Mm -hmm. like... It's not necessarily as though I have that like biological clock thing going because I'm very much what will be will be, but it like irks me to have wasted that much time. Like I am a hundred percent going to waste another two years of my life. Like it's just not happening. Totally fair. Um. So yeah, we kind of like left it like that. Had this like emotional goodbye, and I so wanted to like turn back when I walked away, and I didn't. And I was just like, "Fuck yes, we're done." Proud of you. Um, don't speak too soon, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so then, a couple of weeks later, it was a couple of weeks until I was about to leave London, and oh, I went round, and we had a night of passion. An adult sleepover. But it was fucking amazing because I was just like, yes, this is the impression you're leaving. You're walking out that door and you're not coming back, babes. You're going to Australia, so you can't even come back if you want to. Like, it's not happening. This is it. Done. And I literally unfollowed him, removed him as a follower on Instagram, on the cheap home, and archived his messages and was like, that's that. We're not going back. Have you spoken to him since? Oh, look, I did. (laughs) (laughs) So I I accidentally drunk messaged like a lot of people on New Year's Eve. So I dropped him a happy new year. But that was it. Yeah, that was it. That's not that intimate. Yeah, no. He he did reply and I didn't reply. So like it was just, yeah. That's just pleasantries. Yeah. So that was it. But mentally, yes, I'm shut off. I'm done. And I know that isn't my person now because I'm like anyone that makes me feel as though I need to be more or that I need to be something that I am not as a person um, is not my person and like it's never going to work like you can't try to make yourself what someone wants because it just it just doesn't work like that and it's probably not going to work out anyway. No, I think, no, 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 no. Anybody who doesn't make you feel like the absolute best person in the world is not going to be a person ever no exactly and like who has the energy to go through the rest of our lives trying to be perfect for someone oh my god no the right person should just think that you're perfect and you shouldn't try to make yourself feel less or anything like 
that to just to like feed someone's ego. Yeah, exactly. Or like fit into whatever box they think that their partner should be. No. And I think like the thing is, is like in my head, I was like, he, like there is so much about him that I could see wouldn't work and that wouldn't necessarily fit for me but I still thought he was perfect you know what I mean yeah and like that's the thing you can see flaws in people and be like "Mm, like that might not work for me etc etc but like you love them so much and they love you so much that it does work like no no couple is absolutely perfect for each other yeah but like it's about the effort being there and you guys just never met on the effort yeah exactly and our timings never fit and stuff, but I also think things like that happen for a reason. Um, and it just means you're on different paths. And yeah, look, that it fucking hurt to walk away from that. Um, and I, to be honest, I think I did more of the like crying and emotionalness of it when he broke my heart like during the situationship rather than after well that's the thing women grieve the relationship while they're still in it yeah so like a lot of people do i shouldn't just say women but like i know that when i've been done with relationships i've grieved while still in it and then it's been easy to move on after the fact when it's like officially over yeah like like i'll jump into mine now if that's okay Jump in, baby. So with Jackson, my he's your big heartbreak. He is, yeah, absolutely, is my huge heartbreak. So, um, obviously the show was catastrophic to while it was airing, and it wasn't easy to film. But at least like we we left it together and very in love. And he moved interstate to live with me and. You know, it just felt like happily ever after was happening. And although the show was horrible, it was like he was the reward. Yeah. Which is why I think I hung on to it so fiercely for so long because it, it really, it really like, what if if I'm honest with myself, it like while the show was airing, it was like, okay, like things were really falling apart because my mental health just took such a nosedive as it would. Yeah. As it would if for anybody who was in my circumstance, it absolutely like very few people would have been okay, and I definitely wasn't okay. And like, bless Jackson, he had no support in handling what my mental health was doing. There was no no, you know, counselling or education for him on like how to deal with somebody in such a critical state. So when there's no understanding of what somebody's going through in such a horrible predicament, like you, you, I can't, I can't blame him for not being okay, being okay with me and me not being okay with him. And the whole thing just being a massive struggle for both of us and a huge, 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 I don't even know, just like target on our relationship. So um, and it's hard to relate to someone that is struggling with their mental health like that if you haven't been through it yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can understand that. He asked well. me yeah, he asked me once what anxiety felt like. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I'd love to not know. I know. I know. He's very wow. lucky. He was yeah. very lucky like that. So um <clears throat> so things weren't good, but we were trying really hard and we were really sticking together. Um, and then he, like, he was, he was definitely partying. He he wanted to enjoy the whole, like, maths and the fame and things like that. But he, he was having a lot of fun, um, while I was 
at home um, and bless him, he was at home with me a lot, but like we'd go out with like his, like his friends and family and stuff like that and he'd like, he'd keep going and then he'd eventually come home to me and stuff and that was fine because I just, I couldn't keep up, I just, I would want to go home. Um, so one night we were down in Melbourne when we had a family dinner with like his family and a couple of friends and stuff and uh, it got to midnight and it was the same night that I'd launched my OnlyFans. Okay. Yeah, so I I'd, I'd launched it earlier that evening and it just took off and it was like mind you I probably had like $20 in my bank account and then I've just seen like this absolutely incredible amount of money just come out of literally nowhere and it wasn't anything I could have ever predicted and how much So by the end of dinner it was $30,000 in your first night. Mhm. In the first like 6 hours. Calendar Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) So it got to midnight and I was just exhausted and overwhelmed and he was having so much fun with his mates and so I went home with his mum and her boyfriend and we sat around the kitchen counter and had like one like little nightcap and I was like, That's cute. Yeah, I was like, oh my I was like saying to his mum, like, I was like, I love your son so much. Like there's no way I could go home and like leave any other boyfriend I've ever had out. Like I just trust him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I, and like I, went, I went to sleep like a baby and woke up. Um, he got dropped home quite late in the evening. I think he got dropped home a bit after three o'clock. And <clears throat> all good, all lovely. We went to sleep and woke up in the morning. He was out fixing something for his mum. I had a shower. I got back into the spare room and checked my phone. And the first thing on Instagram was a video of him kissing a brunette girl in the club wearing, and like, mind you, wearing, and like my first thought was he was wearing the brand new shirt that I'd bought him the day before. So I was like, it's not even like resurfaced old footage. Like he was literally making out with this girl a few hours ago and then came home and crawled into bed with me. And I'm finding out via tabloids. Oh my God. I know. And it was so like, Lucy, I can't tell you. It was so sad. Like the first, my first thought was like, what the fuck? And I, like, I took my phone to him and was like, dude, what? And he was just like, what? Like, oh, what? And he was just as confused. I was going to say, was he kind of like so drunk he didn't remember? Yeah. Like, he was, had no idea. He had no idea. Like, it was news to him. Oh, my God. That's even scarier, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm, because it's like, yeah. well, what else could have happened? Like, it's scary for anybody to be like, because, like, mind you, like, he was obviously, like, vulnerable at that point because there's no way if he wanted to actually cheat on me he would have allowed people to be taking photos and have a camera in his face yeah so it's like okay like I like it was definitely taken advantage of and like that girl was straight on the radio doing interviews and on podcasts and things like that so it was like Uh, well I read like as this was happening I read like she was some tiktoker or something I think wannabe but anyway yeah I think (laughs) I I just remember that's how she was described and I was like oh okay well she definitely milked it and this was like her little boost to it so yeah wow not exactly a girl's girl yeah Anyway, um, so that, but like I was so just like cheating is like not a no for me. Like that's an absolute deal breaker. But I was just so heartbroken with my life and Jackson was meant to be the reward for it that it was like I need to hold on to this. So my first reaction to it was to like be angry for like I think 10 minutes and then I was just like how do we make this work after this? Was that your instinct to make it work? Like you really didn't want to let go at that point 
um, you thought you could kind of like build from it? It or? wasn't. It wasn't from the relationship though. It was just more for like something good has to come out of this show. Yeah, like it, so much shit has happened. There has yeah. to be something that makes it worth it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that the relate because like the relationship obviously wasn't that good because he che- like it the cheating happened like the mm-hmm. fact that like and when we first got together like he would always want to hang out with me and like if I was going home he'd want to go with me and stuff so the fact that like he was out without me is like was a sign that it was like it wasn't great mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway so heartbroken my first instinct was to make it work he wasn't so enthusiastic about that he was like I'm really unhappy and I was like oh like we have to make it like we should make it work and then I sort of snapped out of that and was like, nah. So I got my friend to drive out to pick me up and then I went, was on my first – the first flight back to Sydney. And then I booked a flight to Scotland for the Monday. So that all happened on the Saturday. I had 24 hours and then I was going to Scotland to stay with Malcolm. Um, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I was like, I need also, to get out of country. like, you had this media circus of kind of like – oh, this is karma because you're such a bitch from the show. Yeah, well, that was the thing. It was like everybody was laughing about it and cheering him on and congratulating him. And, like, it was just another – it wasn't just like, oh, my boyfriend cheated on me and I found out on social media. Like, no, like, my boyfriend cheated on me and he's being congratulated and the girl's a hero and she's going on, like, Kyle and Jackie O and podcasts and people are, like, like fans of her now. and Championing her over you. Yeah, and just, like, I think there was, like, the only thing in the media at all that was nice to me was um, Brittany Hockley and Laura Byrne um, from Life Uncut. They were just, like... They said, like, they were the only people that I saw stick up for me. And, like, this girl, like, she just got cheated on and publicly humiliated more than she already has been. And she's heartbroken. Like, can any, like, is anybody, any any human decency here? Um, and, yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful for them because they were the only, only people that I, I saw who showed me any humility whatsoever in the media. Um uh, there might have been more, but I didn't see. Um, but, yeah, and still to this day, people are like, ha, 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 he cheated on you and left you and stuff. Yeah, and like, like Clapper Jackson. Yeah, like. it's like, no. So um, I was I was leaving. Our manager had said, like, it's a good idea if you guys stay together just for, like, public opinion. So that thought was already in my head, and but I was a bit like, I need to get out of here. I need, I need to break. bolt. Yeah. So I got to the airport <clears throat> on the Monday morning. And tested positive for COVID. Fuck. Yeah, just to top it off. So then I had to stay home and isolate for two weeks. So then at that point we decided to stay together and try and make it work, have a a bit of like a breathing space. Because like we'd been together nearly every day since we got married. So it's like. Yeah, super intense. Yeah, really intense. Um, Yeah, so we, I I left and went to Scotland and I think I was just living in like a full state of delusion for two months and just like, yep, we're making it work. We're going to, I'm going to come back. Everything's going to be great. We're going to get married for real. We're going to have babies. We're going to get, we're going to get a house. Everything's going to work out and this is just going to be a blip on the radar. And in hindsight, like I was never going to get over the cheating. Like it's not like, it is a deal breaker for me and my heart was so broken and I was so humiliated and it was just... How'd you come back from that? Like, really, I think a lot of people would feel the same way when that trust is broken, especially if he's going to continue to go out and party and 
be away from you it's like you have to have that trust yeah and like but like I I did have that trust that he would never do it again because I left like I we stayed together and I left and went to the other side of the world for two months yeah but I I never like once was like wondering what he was up to or what he was getting like himself into etc etc like I was never the, the trust was still there but like my heartbreak, I was just never, go- I was just never going to get over it. And so I just ha- like, I think I was home for three days and then we broke up like for good. Like we sat down, we went for a walk, we sat down on a park bench and he was like, I'm, and I, I could feel it. Like I was like sitting, as I was sitting down on the park bench, I was like, we're going to break up here. This feels like another Richard Curtis moment. I'm not <laughs> yeah. <gonna lie. laughs> yeah. And he was just like, I'm really unhappy. And I was like, yeah me too and he he was like what do we want to do and I was like well do you want to like what do you want to do to work on this and he was like I have like nothing else to give and I was like okay like that's all right so we break up yeah and I think we both just like took a deep breath and I burst into tears and I was like I'm so relieved and he was like yeah me too like it's done yeah yeah and then even when we broke like even when we announced the breakup because I think we took a week to announce it and it was like, everyone was like, ha, 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 he left you. And it's like, oh my God, it could not have been a more amicable break. It could not have been a more like nice or amicable breakup. Yeah. And like, I, I know Jack and I have had our differences, but like I, I could not have like have more love or respect for him. Um, I, I like, I am still like heartbroken about the cheating stuff because I think that was just, I think it was the worst thing that anybody it was the worst thing that anybody probably could have ever like done to me in a relationship because it was just the timing of it how hated I was it just fed people so much ammunition and it absolutely you know crushed me and I think I'm still I'm definitely still getting over it and like I know I like I've lashed out a bit at him publicly lately and that definitely stems from like how bad he hurt me yeah and I know that he didn't mean to. Um, but but it was yeah. the last thing you needed in that moment in your life as well. It couldn't have been worse. Yeah. It could not have been worse. But um, look, my mum, so every, so I, when I was dating a lot, like back in day, back when in I, day. <laughs> back in day, <laughs> I'd like, <laughs> I'd come home when I was living with my parents and I, I'd like go through breakups. I'd be like, oh, so-and-so and I just broke up or so-and-so broke up with me. And I would just like like burst through the door and tell my parents this. And mum would be like, right, you have 15 minutes in the shower, go. And so I'd go to the shower. I had exactly 15 minutes to cry my little eyes out. And then my mum would come get me with the strawberry daiquiris. Nice. <laughs> so that's like <laughs> my mum makes these wicked strawberry daiquiris and they are lethal. Like I'm telling you one and a half and you are zonked. I challenge you to three oh, next time we no. see her. <laughs> it's so lethal. It's so lethal. Like it's not, but like it's not Christmas Day in my family's house unless my mom is like drunkenly making strawberry daiquiris at like seven a.m. Oh my god! It's the amazing. only. It's the only day of the year she drinks. But like the daiquiris are lethal. Oh, um, that's so good. Wait, I love that though. That's such a good way of getting through it. Yeah, Just I giving think, yourself yeah. that time. So, like, here's me being, like, I'm still, like, pretty heartbroken about, like, what Jack did and stuff like that. But that's, like, the exception to the rule because it's such, it, it's such like, huge, extraordinary circumstances for having your heart broken. Yeah. But I would give – any advice I'd give anybody is, like, 
I know that you're going to be heartbroken and it's going to sting for a while, but like give yourself an allotted amount of time to grieve it. Otherwise, like if the limit won't like the limit won't exist if you don't like control yourself a little bit with it. Yeah. Like you can still feel that pain and obviously it'll take time to like get over it and stuff, but if you have that a lot of time to have a breakdown like I do this when I don't get a job I want to get and yeah. stuff like that I'm like I'm gonna give myself three and a half minutes to cry I'm gonna feel it I'm gonna feel every emotion and then pushing through the other side because we're not wasting any more time or energy on this if you think about like when you break up with someone and if anyone else like you know the main thing for them is like the wasted time of it mm-hmm. all then don't waste another fucking minute. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to grieve it and you've got to feel it. But after that, you pick it up and you move it along. And it doesn't mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean you don't feel it, but you just get the fuck on with something else and throw yourself into whatever you're like passionate about Mm -hmm. or like your friendships, like go get pissed with your girls or like just have a laugh, like find fun things to take your mind off things and then... I don't know, each day just gets a bit easier, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. Just don't waste any more time than whatever you do significantly need to grieve. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let them have that power. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -mm. All right, guys, I think that's us done. Anything else you want to add or we're done? No, I think that's a powerful end. Okay, (laughs) we will be picking it back up. So I feel like that was a bit sad to end on, but that's okay. We'll okay. We had some juicy stuff in there. We can't can't laugh all the time. Exactly, exactly. But we will come back to you next week. We will make sure we get some absolutely fucking wild stories for you. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So excited. I'm I'm literally just like living for the plot now. I'm like, okay, well, like... (laughs) Like maybe not, wouldn't usually do this, but like, hey, need something to chat about on the podcast. Also, we're going out tomorrow night, so wait and see. It's going to be be so wild. Oh my God. Can't wait. Okay. Love you guys. Bye.